Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast. College campuses, university campuses today. You know, we are faced with the issue of what school should my child attend as they anticipate university and anticipate moving forward with their university advanced degree education. But it's not an easy question. In fact, it's a very difficult one, you know, to consider when you look at all the schools that are possible and all the schools that are available within a region or across the country or internationally. And you have to ask yourself, what kind of school do I want my kid to attend? What kind of school does my child want to attend? And what would be the best college for my child to attend? Given a lot of factors, ability, social skills, independence, uh, intended major of study, uh, future plans fit within the family value system, and so on. But today in our college campuses, we see an anti-diversity. We see professors of being of the same elk, of the same stripe. We don't have diversity. We think at the university level, there would be diversity of thought and ideas and open for dialogue and discussion and for the give and take of ideas right across the board, but that's not the case. That doesn't take place at our university any longer. So it's a real tough question for parents to consider and for a student coming out of high school to consider moving on to a university. I think that is one of the reasons why so many university students start their schools at the junior college level, at the community college level. They're afraid to move into a four-year university because of the intensity of thought and the intensity of the argumentation and debate that takes place there and the persuasion of a particular point of view that takes place there. Now, there's cost factors and other things. But I think it's also true that our universities today are a place of fear. You know, I have been on the board of a university for many years. I've been a chairman of a board of a university for five years. I've worked closely with faculty, worked closely with administration, closely with presidents. You know, and it's not an easy task. The president is charged with not just fundraising and seeing that the school runs well, but also to see that the education rises to a quality that is appropriate for that school and that area and for that population of students. Quality education. Quality education is not just that you have teachers with certain abilities and certain skills and certain teaching qualities but teachers that are selected on the basis of their value system and that their value system is consistent with the values of the school, values of the uh, population of people who support the school and who uh, essentially identify with the school. And sometimes that's a tough one. We have faculty often in our universities that teach and talk and lead a life contrary to the values of the school. 
And the president is on his task with the idea of keeping control over that, managing that. Now that's what the purpose of a board is as well, is to support the president and to give that kind of leadership direction and to help select presidents, select administrators who will advance a particular value system, not just advance a certain academic uh, topic or issue or uh, major or department. Now, recently on our college campus, we've seen some real bad examples of thought. And uh, you know, some of us almost feel like the university is falling apart in some way. Here in Fresno, it was just not too long ago that Radha Jahar was a professor at the California State University here in Fresno, Fresno State University. And on the Twitter, she calls out when the first lady, Barbara Bush, died. She called the lady, Barbara Bush, an amazing racist. Well, that hit the walls of every university and the heart of most people. Because you have to remember, the American population is largely conservative. And everybody went up for grams that this lady, this teacher, this professor, had no right and no basis to call Barbara Bush an amazing racist. It just doesn't fit the pattern of Barbara Bush. But here's the attitude that was being portrayed. It was a value system that was being portrayed, not whether Barbara Bush was racist or not, but it was a teacher that wanted to, to implant into her students and implant into the community the idea of racism by white people. Now, at the University of New York, in the School of Law, a lecturer by the name of Josh Blackman, Josh Blackman, was going to address the uh, students. Now, Josh Blackman is a conservative, conservative lecturer. And students, for 10 minutes, yelled and screamed and hollered and prevented him from giving his speech. They didn't want to hear what anybody on the conservative side you know, had to say. Recently, Duke University, the president, Vincent Price, stood before the school to give an address. And he was met with shouts and demands, and they commandeered the stage, the students did, and told him to leave told him to get out of there. He was the president of the school at the time. So our students had become very adversarial, very combative, and very, very violent in their objection to conservative thought and values and presentation and discussion and dialogue. Well, this kind of activity prompted Mitchell Langbert Langbert from Brooklyn College to do a study of universities and to see how many conservatives and how many liberals were on the faculty and how the departments had faculty members that were liberal or conservative, Democratic, Republican, if you will. And here's some of the things that he found. The political affiliation of PhDs holding faculty membership at 51 of the 66 top-ranked universities were studied 
and found that 39% of the colleges were without a Republican on the faculty. Without a Republican on the faculty. 30, oh, let's say 40% of the colleges that he studied, studied 51 of them, 40% of those, almost half, were without a Republican on the faculty. So you can see, you send your child to a school where the faculty is 100% Democrat, 100% liberal. That's exactly how your child is going to think at the end of four years. Can't think any other way. Because there's the, the uh, teaching and the leaning and the influence and the knowledge base will only be in one direction, as liberal. So what about departments? That's the number of schools, 40 uh, 40% of our schools do not have a Republican on the faculty. So what about the academic departments within schools? 78% of the departments have no Republican members, he found, when he looked at the schools that he studied, 51 schools. 78% of the departments had no Republican. Now when he looked at the engineering department, it was 1.6 Democrat for every Republican. So in other words, the Democrats almost were two to one. In the chemistry and economic department, the ratio split 5.5 Democrats for every Republican. So for one Republican, over five Democrats. In the anthropology department, the ratio was something like 133 to one. Virtually no Republicans whatsoever in anthropology. And in communications, the ratio was 108 to 0. In other words, no Republicans and 108 faculty members that were identified as Democratic. Could not find a single Republican with an exclusive appointment in the fields such as gender studies and African studies or peace studies or social justice studies and studies of that nature. No Republicans at all on the faculty. Only one point of view was being taught. In other words, in those schools, the board and the president was not doing their job to show some kind of balance or show some kind of, of a dialogue of points of view. So here we have it. College campuses Democratic, liberal. Departments, Democratic, liberal, and some much more than others. But overall, the American university, the American college, is left in its undertaking, its leaning, and its teaching, and its persuasion, and its value system that's being espoused. So as a parent, you have to kind of take a look at this issue and say, where in the world does my kid go to school? Where am I going to invest my money? You know, that's a lot of money to invest in college education. Do I want to invest my money so that my child will not only go to school at a certain school, but will come out a Democrat, will come out a liberal? Now, if you want that, that's what you'll get. If you don't want that, then you have to really consider what school should my child attend. So you start looking at private schools. Start looking at schools that actually post what their values are 
and what their political leanings are, so that when you go to the school, you know what you're getting into. Hillsdale College, as an example, in Michigan, a staunchly Republican, conservative college, without apology. That's what they teach. But they make it known. It's the value of the school, and they make it known. And that's the point. If a school has a particular point of view, they need to make it known. They can't kind of portray that they are open-minded and balanced and equal and uh, present all points of view, because they don't. So whatever the school is, it needs to present itself to the student, to the public, so that they know what they're getting into when they go there. Now, there's two colleges, one on the West Coast and one on the East Coast. It's worthy taking a look at. They're private schools. Trinity Western University, Canada, just outside of Vancouver, just north of Seattle. Private school, balanced in both liberal and Democratic and Republican point of view. Leans a little bit more towards conservatism. Then on the East Coast, you have Gordon College. Again, both points of view are presented, leans in the direction of a conservative point of view. So if you're looking for a way for your kid to go to school, you want to take a look at schools across the country. You want to look at schools that make themselves known to be conservative or liberal, democratic or republican in their teaching and in their value system and in their way of presenting material to the students. So you need to look for those kind of things. You need to be aware of those kind of issues. Not, it's no longer just go to the school that your dad went to. No longer go to the school your grandpa went to. No longer go to the school you've always wanted to go to. No longer is go to the school that you've heard good things about. Because every school now has shifted. And you are going to get a point of view according to the faculty of that school and of that department. And after the end of the four years, you'll be steeped in that particular point of view. So beware. Parents beware. Students beware. As you look for colleges and universities for your future. So thanks for joining me tonight. This is a tough little topic. And uh, one that uh, you have to take a look at as students who are now seniors in high school are beginning to narrow down their choices of what school to go to, beginning to visit schools and visit some of the schools they've always thought that they wanted to attend. But it's not a matter of looking at the campus, not a matter of looking at the students, not a matter of just kind of looking at the uh, facade of the school and see what it looks like. But you've got to dig down a little deeper and see what the faculty is and what the values of that, of that faculty really are. What are their values? What do they teach? What do they espouse? What point of view do they represent? And then you have to ask yourself the question, is that what I want? Is that what I need? Is that what I am able to handle if I go on to school? So you have to look at the faculty value system. Look at the faculty political system. Look at the faculty um, way of 
solving problems and thinking about the future and thinking about making decisions and judgments. What's the model? What's the value system that they use in so doing? That's what it's all about. I take them. I would recommend you take a look at. If you're on the West Coast, look at Trinity Western University, trinitywesternuniversity.org. On the East Coast, take a look at gordoncollege.org, just north of Boston. So it might be a, a good option for you to consider schools such as those particular schools. So thanks for joining me tonight, and um, see you again. Bye for now.